Sean McCarthy here with my co-host as always, Blake Pace, here to talk to you about another week in the NFL. Today we're joined by a special guest, a former host, Kevin Haswell. He's back on, he's a resident Bucks fan. Uh, how you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great. You know, Bucks uh, been kind of quiet this offseason, but they picked up Jameis Winston's fifth-year option, I believe, two days ago. So, you know, $20 million is a lot for Jameis Winston, but hey, go Bucks. Man, yeah, it's too bad he couldn't have been on last week when we talked about Jameis and Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and right. How bad they are, you know. He's been Jameis Winston is better than Marcus Mariota. <laughs> we took him. We, we, we took, took, him. We took you. Jameis. He's the, he's the next big man. All right. Oh, 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 okay. oh. You know, that's good way Nah, Kevin's been ducking us for like a month now, though. Like every ducking, week. Ducking, doing other work. Every I mean, week, we're like, Kevin, Kevin's like 10 feet away from us while we're doing our show. And he's just always just sitting there doing nothing in his office. Yeah, as always. So it's uh, episode 30, is it right? Yep, I got to pull it up. <coughs> episode 30, the big three zero. Uh, shout out to it. Made 30 episodes. What are we on now? Give me any names. Any, any number 30s you guys have? Nothing. Terrell got, Davis. You got Terrell Davis. There's some Terrell running backs. Davis. I'm just god awful with. Uh, I'm looking down for a Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. What you talking about? Yep. Terrell Davis. Oh, there you go. Number thirty. Broncos yeah. running back, Hall yeah, of Famer. He's inducted this year. That's true. Any that's others? Thirty. I feel like there's some other Seattle running back that's freaking thirty right now. Not Sean. There's Ryan. not that many that are great right now, but there is one of the best running backs in football. Where's number thirty? This year? Yeah. Todd Gurley. Yeah, Todd Gurley. Let's oh, go. Two for two. You guys don't need me on the show. All right, defensive back uh, recently for the Cleveland Browns got traded to play with his brother. Or cousin? Brother? His brother. Defensive back? Yep. DB from Cleveland. From Cleveland. Got traded. Spent most, of his, spent most of his career in Tennessee. Was in Cleveland last year. Uh, who are you talking about? Is Jason McCourty. Jason McCourty? Yep. I thought McCourty was... Uh, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, well, we're behind on that. No, yeah, Jason's on Patriots. Yeah, he's on Patriots now. Yeah. He was oh, on... He got traded to play. Okay, yeah. Okay, got it. Because uh, okay, now he's playing it. with... All right. The viewers yeah. are just confused. Yeah, everyone's confused, confused now. Everybody's All right. Um, let's see. You just want to go through the list now? Yeah. I mean, Kenneth Acker, Anthony Brown, Corey Clement, uh, James Connor, um, Sua Cravens... You know, that's a sad well, I story. Well, have in like a year yeah, now, exactly. so I don't really remember his uh, number anymore. Benny Cunningham, Kenneth Dixon, Austin Eckler, a lot of backup running backs. Uh, Corey Grant, Todd Gurley, like we said. Kevin Johnson, Jeremy Langford, uh, Rashawn Melvin, played with the Colts. Um, Jalen Richard. Not a lot of great 30s in the league right now besides for Todd Gurley and... Uh, it sounds like just a back, well, bunch of backup running backs and Ty Gurley. That's yeah, that's about it. it. Right. So, yeah, hopefully so, we get better in the 30s later on. But All right, so let's get into our topics for All this right. week. First topic, should A.J. McCarron get a shot to be the guy in Buffalo? Blake, I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, I think it all depends the direction they go in this draft. Um, if they get one of the quarterbacks, um, if they stay put at uh, 12 right now, 12, yeah. Um, you know, at that point, you're looking like if you're going to draft a quarterback, it's going to end up being um, at 12 available. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, that's the that's the only quarterback in that top five I see being able to uh, be there available at pick 12. I think other teams will trade up to get the guys ahead of him. Lamar, and I don't see that as a fit for Buffalo. So if, if Buffalo stays at 12 and they don't trade up, then I think, yeah, A.J. McCarron should be given a shot. Um, 
you know, a young guy. He's had, you know, a few positive games um, that you've seen in replace of Andy Dalton the past few seasons. Um, but if Buffalo trades up into the top six and they get a guy that's, you know, ready right off the bat, then I don't see the time and, you know, you wouldn't waste that pick or the, all the capital you'd have to give up to get into the top five or six just to start A.J. McCarron instead of him and, you know, build with A.J. McCarron. Because if you're going forward with A.J. McCarron, you're investing time into that. It's not going to be great day one. It's going to take some time, just like it would be drafting a quarterback in the top five or six. So it all depends. If they trade into the top five or six, I say you go in the direction of that quarterback. If you stay at 12 and maybe you go quarterback there or, you know, one of the later on quarterbacks, I say A.J. McCarron should be your guy. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, it has to depend on the type of package they'd have to give up to move up from 12 to, you know, the top five yeah. for a quarterback. Um, you know, I heard someone talking the other day, uh, really, basically they were saying it's a toss-up, um, you know, which quarterback will work out in the top five. I mean, a lot of these guys, I think it's because the league, you know, everyone needs a quarterback nowadays to be successful. And, uh, you know, everyone wants to draft quarterbacks early because, um they want to draft quarterbacks early because it's such a necessity. And so, you know, people are paying also high prices to move into the top five to draft these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the Bills have to give up multiple first-round picks, it's not worth it when you already have A.J. McCarron, who, you know, has proven over his career that to be, you know, a, a decent quarterback. I wouldn't say he has the potential to be a top-ten quarterback. Yeah. But, you know, he, he can be, you know, between that 15 and 20 range, I think, you know, more like a talent like Tyrod Taylor, um, somewhere in that spot. You know, he can get you some wins, yeah. but – is not going to win games on his own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, they were in the playoffs last year with Tyrod, so yeah, they yeah. can get it done with a below or an average quarterback. Well, I mean, the thing was, when A.J. McCarron started three games in 2015 <laughs> after Andy Dalton got hurt, I mean, he threw for 854 yards, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. I mean, those are not bad numbers for a second-year guy. And leading the playoff team and everything, he threw for 212 yards, one TD, one interception, in his one playoff game, but... He led a game-winning drive. It should have been a game-winning drive. Yeah. So Vontez Burfitt and uh, Pac-Man Jones kind of ruined it against the Steelers that year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, A.J. McCarron, a lot of scouts like him. A lot of people like him in the league and everything. And they said he should have been traded. I mean, Cleveland thought they were going to get him this yeah. year when they uh, botched the trade because of their front office and everything. So I think he should get a shot as a starting quarterback and everything. And especially, like you said, uh, I mean, I think they're going to have to give up way too much to go up and get into the top five and get a quarterback right there when – the separation between these quarterbacks just isn't there. You don't know which one's going to play out. So, uh, obviously, they made the playoffs last year with the guys they got, and I think A.J. McCarron deserves a shot. Yeah, I think for some teams that are looking to trade up into the top, you know, 10, 15, Arizona's looking to trade up for a quarterback. It makes sense for them because they have, you know, older quarterbacks with injury history. Sam Bradford, you never know how long you can count on him. And even Ryan Tannehill now for Miami. Miami's trying to trade up there to get a quarterback, too. I don't know if you can trust the health of Ryan Tannehill. He's had some a few big injuries. And so, you know, I think that the Bills are in a better spot to stay put and work with McCarron. They do have a youngish guy, younger than those other guys, hasn't really been banged up in his career. Um, whereas you can give that another shot, and if it doesn't work, maybe, you know, a few years down the road, try and get your quarterback. Definitely. I mean, you talked about Ryan Tannehill and everything. I feel like he's, like, right there with Andy Dalton. is the most average quarterback in the NFL anyway. Yeah. So, I mean... The Dolphins, I could definitely see trying to make a move. But, I mean, I just want to know how much teams are willing to give up because the Jets already gave up way too much, I think, to the <laughs> To move up three to move spots. To three spots to get a guy that, I mean, yeah. they're not guaranteed to get their guy. So, I mean. Uh, the, fortunately for Buffalo, if they do want to move up, they also have that pick 22, I believe. They so, they, they have, have 12 and 22 round. that they could and maybe not have to give up much 
you know, later in the draft or next year. Um, just yeah. depends on who they're trying to trade with. Sitting at 12, they're right in position to get a steal with the amount of quarterbacks that are probably going to go yeah. up early. I mean, there's going to be some talented names that are going to fall down. Definitely. So, I mean, the Colts are in the perfect position, number six, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, who's so your guy's favorite quarterback? The top our of the favorite draft. quarterback? We talked about this. Uh, Josh Allen Josh is probably Allen. our favorite Sorry, quarterback. Ooh, Sam Darnold. So, Sam Darnold. Oh, Sam Darnold's. I think everyone. See, I think out of everyone in that draft, he's you know the most obvious pick for number one. Ooh. See, I just don't, I don't see like it. Sam I think Darnold he's going to fall apart. I don't, I think especially in a situation like Cleveland, where it's dependent on you. You know, you they have that stigma of quarterbacks failing. I don't think he's the guy that's going to fix it for him. I think he needs to go to. An organization that has had success, um, I just don't trust him. He he's not. He doesn't make great decisions with the ball. He's a little bit chunky. Um, not that that matters. Jameis Winston was pretty chunky, and he had a pretty I good just, rookie year. But but Jameis Winston's built and a, like I just you don't see like the definition in his in Sam Darnold's arms or anything like that. Where's the muscle on Josh Rosen? I mean, the dude's. Like a stick. Rosen's I mean, probably like, my second favorite. Yeah, what? I think Rosen's are oh. my second favorite. Yeah, I, Alan, Alan. Why did I come on the show? Two. You guys don't know three. football. Alan oh, Rosen are the top two. Oh Alan and right. Rosen are the top two quarterbacks in this draft. All right, let's move on to your All next. Right, we're going to go on to the next one. Here's a good. This is a fun one. Will Joe Flacco be the Ravens' starter in two years, or should they start to move on now? Kevin, you want to start with this one first? You know, I. It depends where they go at receiver. I want them to go out and get Des Bryant. Me too. You know, I think that's a. A clear cut, you know, decision they have to make, um, and go out and get a, you know, another receiver. I think what they have at receiver right now for Joe Flacco is just not cutting it. I know they made some moves this offseason, but you know they're still not there. They don't have a lead receiver uh, like a lot of other teams that are in contention for a playoff spot. So, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think Joe Flacco is, you know, the future there. He's getting up there in age. Um, what is he now? Twenty nine. Yeah, he's, uh, he's older than that. I think. Let me see that Joe Flacco. Age. 33. 33. Okay, so he's 33. Two years from now, is that his contract? And is that is that why you're having this? Well, I mean, not, not even two years. It's just that there's been a lot of talks about the Ravens possibly going out and they drafting a quarterback in the next two years. Where's their pick? Like, like 15, 16? Uh, they're range? 16, I believe. Okay, so, you know, at that pick, I don't know if you pick a quarterback because, you know, all the top quarterbacks that, you know, really distinguish themselves as, you know, having the capability of being a league quarterback are in the top five. Um, you know, you could take a chance on a guy like Lamar Jackson, maybe, um, maybe another guy, but mm-hmm. I don't see a move. I mean, maybe pull up Dallas Cowboys and pull a guy, pick a guy in the second or third yeah. round and see how it works out. Um, but, you know, I think this year or next year, they have to make a pick for a quarterback. And the way their defense has been playing the last couple of years um, and, you know, winning seven, eight, nine games a year, they're not going to be in the top of the draft. <clears> so they're going to have to make a decision this year or next year whether they, you know, wait until the second or third round to get a quarterback, but I think they need to. I mean, the thing is, I think uh, Joe Flacco, I mean, we all know he's not a leader or anything like that, but, I mean, he's had one of the worst offenses in football the past two years when it comes to talent around him. They've had, literally given him pretty much no receiver exactly. or support and everything. I mean, Mike Wallace was his best receiver for a couple years. He's gone now. I mean, they brought in Michael Crabtree and John Brown, which are two players that I, I do like and yeah. I think would have upgraded at least a little bit and everything. And, I mean, Flacco threw for 3,141 yards last year, 18 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. The 3,000-yard mark when he started all 16 games is almost unheard of in today's NFL. But if you surround him with a little bit of talent, and I like a receiver in this draft who I'm going to talk about later and for one of our subjects, and I think that you pair him there, I think Flacco, you can get a couple more years out of him. I mean, 35 for quarterbacks nowadays, it, I mean, Flacco's had the injuries in history, but he can start to turn around a little bit. It's not ancient or anything. They can still get more productive years, and especially if he starts playing well well towards the twilight of his career. 
But I don't think the Ravens, uh, at 16, they have, I don't think they're in line to draft a quarterback or anything. And uh, I don't know if they want to reach out next year. But, yeah, Joe Flacco, I think he should be there for two years. And I think he could have a chance of playing longer. I think so, too. And I think especially because you have a team where the defense kind of carries it for you, like you are saying. You know, they have a, sol- a solid defense. And he is going to be entering this year with one of the best receiving cores he's had in a, in a while. I mean, every time it's just... You know, the receiver combination hasn't been great. Um, you know, I still, they I think they need a better tight end. Um, yeah. Their running game needs some help. I'd love to see them, you know, use a second-round pick on one of those top six, seven running backs. Um, maybe even if they want to go in the direction, if they, I know everyone wants to pin them to taking a wide receiver in the first round, but if they go out and get Des Bryant, maybe take a guy like Darius Geis in the first round who will be available in those teams. I think he's a first-round, he's going to be a first-round pick. Um, I have questions about his injuries injury history so um but I do think they need a running back out there um just improving that offense to a point where Joe Flacco doesn't have to do too much let the defense win and I think that they can still you know continue to get more success out of him into his uh the later years of his career oh definitely all right on to our next subject who is currently the best quarterback receiver duo in the NFL Blake I'll let you start with this one am I allowed to use tight ends yeah, you're allowed to. It's, that's why I said receiver. I didn't really want to go wide. Quarterback. Rece- yeah, it's it's Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Oh, my God. That's just... It's it's the greatest tight end of all time. Oh. And the the greatest quarterback of all time on the same team. I hope you're going the same direction as me and Connor. On this yeah, I think, I think I am. You keep going. I, I just... Maybe. I don't think how... I don't see how it couldn't be. I mean, you've got... Right now in the NFL, you've got... The greatest quarterback of all time. Well, he's not the most talented. He is... He's not the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now. No, no he's no, not. No, no. Exactly. So how is he the best combination? Right because now? you have the greatest <laughs> tight end of all time. Currently. Yeah, but I'm yeah. about to bring up a better combination. Yeah, I'm going to bring up a better combination. Big Ben and Antonio That's Brown. Exactly there you right. go. You know, big, big Ben and Antonio Brown. Big Ben threw close to 5,000 yards this year, right? Yeah. On top of... Antonio Brown being the clear-cut number one wide receiver in football for the last three years. Yes. I mean, that's a no-brainer. You're taking Big Ben over Tom Brady? Yes, I yes. am. I am taking Have you seen, Did you see Tom what he did Brady with his weapons? What are we talking about? I'm talking about, I'm not saying even talent-wise. I'm just talking about Big Ben and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is at the top of the I don't game. think Antonio Brown would be as good if he was on the Patriots. Don't see it. Mm, I think I he know. excels in that Steelers offense. I'm it's because going, of Big Ben. I'm going more with the Big Ben. Antonio Brown combination just because I mean Big Ben will throw it to Antonio Brown any down any situation and it works out the majority of the time I mean you don't see wide receivers making the amount of clutch plays that Brown does when everybody knows he's getting the ball I mean he'll throw it down the field I mean ask the Redskins how they felt about Brown burning us on fourth down like three times a couple years another, ago another good combination is Matt Ryan Julio Jones that is I have I have all my favorite combinations written down here wait so hold on did you say he almost threw five thousand yards this year I mean he threw four forty two. Oh. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> but that's not 5,000. And if you look at Tom Brady, how many he threw this year. Let's just pull that up for a second. All right. Okay, please compare Antonio Brown to Rob. 4,600. Oh. Okay. okay, all right, that's fine. And that's who's, fine. So does yards, does yards, you know. Are you taking, you're telling me you're taking Antonio Brown over Rob Gronkowski. Yes. How? Oh, I'm taking Antonio Brown. I'll take Rob Antonio Gronkowski Brown. can't get brought down by anyone. I'll take a- I'm taking Antonio Brown all day over Rob Gronkowski. Are I'll you take- kidding? Oh, yeah. you're really having this right now? Rob Gronkowski's like 32 years old, too. I would take I would take Antonio Brown over any receiver and tight end in football, maybe even every running back in football. Uh, all right, I, w- I would definitely take Antonio. Brown. I'm going to say it's Antonio Brown over Rob right now. I would take Antonio Brown on my team. All right, but- I just think that Rob Gronkowski is Rob's so much harder. Rob's gotten slower. 
Rob's gotten slower. But you can't bring him down. You can't. He has can't, the catch radius of a yes, wide receiver. But here's the thing. He here's can't the thing. get brought here's down. You can't guard Antonio Brown. He's always him. open. You have to He's, double team. Grunt. You know how they gave. You know how they gave Hogan that nickname Seven uh, Eleven because he's always open. That's really Antonio Brown. The guy gets open. He runs great routes. He's fast as anything. Even when he's, he's got great open, hands. He's both a deep, a good deep runner, and he can run across the middle. Like he can, he do, can everything. do everything. He can do everything. Just like all right, but whatever. Here's my favorite uh, combinations of receivers and quarterbacks in the NFL: Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen. One of my favorites: Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Probably going to see that a little bit more. Adams Tom and Brady. Rodgers? Yes, that's going to be one of my favorites. No, hey, the Packers. Need, yeah. The Packers also should think about Des Bryant. They should. They should. I thought about that I thought that would that go on this list. Des, Des Bryant and Aaron Rodgers yeah. might be Tom a great Tom Brady and Gronk. Uh, Russell okay, Wilson so you had Tom Brady and Gronk on your wait. Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin. He's good. one of the Very best good. ones. It's such a good combination. Oh, and uh, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo and Marcus Goodwin, of course. And his <laughs> <laughs> All right, no response. I guess. <laughs> I just well, <laughs> well, you were slowly going like oh, yeah. near the line, and then you just jumped. I wrote I wrote LOL right next to it because I knew Blake was going to react that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, I. That's like me saying Blake Bortles and D.D. Uh, Westbrook. That's a great combination. combination. Yeah, Jameis Winston and Mike cool. Evans. That's no. not that. What? All right, then we're throwing Andy Dalton and AJ Green on yeah, here exactly. too. Then you're just putting every All right. stud All right. wide Did you seriously just put Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston in the same sentence? I'm gonna walk off of this. Dude, Jameis Winston has been better than Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, Winston has not had the best start to his career. I mean, last year was kind of concerning, wouldn't you say? Uh, I think Andy Dalton's been. He's had multiple years where he's a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. I know, but Jameis like, Winston's that, never done that. Let's relax with he that. He had a bad season last year. He had year. a shoulder injury for like 8 to 10 games. Let's relax. <laughs> you guys are forgetting Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, actually, I do <laughs> you have to be on the field. That, you have to be on the field. You have to be, on the field. be alive and in the best, NFL. Best quarterback, wide receiver combination of all time. Of all time? Montana Rice. Yeah. Montana? Tom yeah. Moss, too. I mean, that's up there, too. But that's only like one Brady season. Moss. Yeah, Montana Rice. Are you talking about longevity? I'm Peyton yeah. Harris. You're talking about stuff like that? Marvin Harris and Peyton Manning was pretty freaking good. Reggie Wayne, Peyton Harris. I would Peyton Manning say, was pretty good. I mean, you've got Pierre the greatest Garçon's wide Peyton receiver <laughs> of all time. RG3, Pierre Garçon. <laughs> RG3 and Gar- Jameson Crowder. Or it's whatever. Right, or you can call into that. All right. I think oh, we should man. go on to the next All right. I got, I got to get off the show. Thank you guys for having yeah. me. I appreciate Take it. Take care, Kevin. Thanks we for finally coming up. I'll, I'll come on for half a show every week. All right, sounds good. We lost our special guest. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. All right, on to our next subject. You all made me mad about that. I can tell. I saw you get a little heated. Blake was actually red in here. He was about to fight. I don't know what was going on. All right, on to our next subject. With the Broncos getting rid of C.J. Anderson, should they take Barkley at number five if he falls? Blake? I'm still going to say no. I, I, I just... I think it's interesting. I think it's definitely an option that they should consider. Um, the C.J. Anderson thing, I think he was more just of a cut because the Broncos came to him and said, we're going to cut you if you don't take this pay cut. C.J. Anderson said, I'm not going to take this pay cut, so they got rid of him. Obviously, they value their running backs at a certain level. Um, obviously, they haven't gotten the best production out of C.J. Anderson. He's been good for them, um, but he has seen better days than what he's put out recently. Undrafted free agent. I mean, yeah, exactly. Pretty- exactly. He's definitely exceeded what um, everyone thought he was going to be out of college. Um, I don't think that that's the direction they should go. Um, of course, there might be teams that offer crazy loads of picks for them to get 
to number five. I think the Broncos have to consider trading out of five. They also really have to consider trading or drafting a quarterback. I think that's also a big thing that we're not necessarily sure if they're going to do. I know it's kind of been shy. It's been shying away from the idea that they will more recently. And it's been even um, pairing Von Miller with Bradley Chubb, which I think you also have to consider if you're the Broncos, because if you can get Bradley Chubb alongside um, Von Miller, you know, that's a great combination. And also you're getting younger on the defensive side of the ball. If they do take Barkley, I mean, I think, I think just the one thing that I love about Barkley is that he doesn't need a good offensive line to have success. And I know that's in college where he had that, but I, I, I am projecting him to carry that into next um, year and into the pros as well. I think he'll step onto the field day one and be one of the best running backs in football. He just, he just has that tape. He has that drive on um, that personality. I think he's going to go out there and be one of the best right away. Um, Denver's really interesting because, you know, they're not, you know, if you can make Barkley your running back and become a run first team, which teams have kind of shied away from now, um, some, some teams still are, you know, run first, um, but it doesn't seem it's more in the passing game. Then you don't need a great quarterback. Um, we've, you know, given Dak a, a lot of uh, crap the past years, but they're a run first offense with Zeke and that's why they have success. Um, What's another team? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Run first team with Leonard Fournette last year. They were in the AFC Championship game. If the Broncos want to take that approach, they have one of the better defenses in football and have the ability to be a great um, running team if they have Saquon Barkley with some solid receivers, um, with some young quarterbacks who who knows what's going to happen there, their situation. Um, it's What do you think? What do you think they should do? Well, I think that adding... Barkley is an instant just boost for this offense completely. I mean, I, I think the Broncos should do it, honestly. I mean, yeah. They, have, they got Casey Keenum in free agency, who can hold down the fort for at least a year or two, and they signed him for two years. So they're not in any drastic hurry to get a quarterback, especially after the year that Keenum just had. So, I mean, they do have enough talent on the offensive side of the ball that if they get Barkley, I think that they can, they can make a run again. And I think they really want to with the defense that they have. I mean, the clock is starting to really run out. This could be the final year that they actually have that defense that really still scares people. Yeah. I know they got rid of a key to lead in the offense, but they still have plenty of uh, weapons on that defense. I mean, Von Miller, uh, Chris Harris Jr., Roby, everybody like that. So I think the Broncos adding uh, uh, Barkley at number five, if he's still there, I think that's their best move. And I think if they want to contend next year, that's what they should do. Yeah, I mean... The more and more I think about it, you know, you're right. Maybe that is where they should go because they have quarterbacks on the roster who, you know, it hasn't been pretty what we've seen from any of them, but they, they have guys there. And then everyone says, well, maybe you should go for Bradley Chubb. They have a defense. Maybe they don't need to, you know, upgrade on the edge. They don't have running backs. Um, they've got Devontae Booker still rostered. Jamal Charles, is he still on the roster? Jamal Charles might be. I don't know if he signed more than a one year, but I just think that, you know, maybe they should go Barkley because that is their biggest need, or it's We've their biggest how void. Big a, how big a boost an elite running back? I mean, and they come out of college, they can come out elite. They, we've seen it. Yeah. They can come out of college. The past few years, all the top early, guys have come see, out elite. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I mean, they're instantly in there, and everybody knows that's what's going to happen because, I mean, the lifespan of running backs is so low. I mean, and I, I hate to say, I mean, some running backs can kind of develop. But when's the last time you heard a running back needs to sit behind another running back and develop? That's exactly. That's not how it happens. Yeah. They either come in and they're ready, and or they're not. And I think that Barkley is going to be one of those guys. He's short fire. Everybody talks about it. Top two, top three talent in this draft. And I think that it's just such an instant boost. I think whoever takes Barkley, 
They should be able to, they should have a team around them that's ready to compete within the next one or two years, and I think the Broncos are that team. Yeah, that is a really interesting spot. I'd also say, you know, um, some news came out earlier today that the uh, the Giants are are strongly considering, like, it, it should be Barkley is a Giant, um, essentially is what the rumor is saying, wow. that the Giants will just take him at two. And that's really interesting because I also think that they're a team that had a really bad year last year. We've talked about it multiple times. They've had bad coaching, you know, a lot of problems on the defense, a lot of injuries. You put Saquon Barkley there, they could be scary. We've said that time and time again. Um, so, you know, maybe Barkley isn't even available at five for the Broncos, but um, definitely something they should consider if he is. Well, the help on that offense, I mean, if they can keep Odell, Ingram, and Sterling Shepard with Barkley all in the same field, it doesn't really matter. You don't need Eli ball. to be great in yeah. that situation. You, you just need, need him to be you average. You need Eli to be a top 20 quarterback. Exactly, at most. At the most, that's what I'm saying. He could be, a, he could be number 22 and throw into Odell screens and everybody, all of them screens, and they yeah. could be breaking it down the field. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that Barkley is going to just boost any team's offense. Uh-huh. On to our final subject of the day, and I'm going to talk over this one first. Yeah. I actually was a little excited about this one. Who is your favorite receiver in this year's draft class, and where should he go? I'm going to start with it. I'm going with DJ Moore, uh, my favorite receiver out of Maryland. He is by far my favorite receiver in this mm. draft. I mean, at six foot, 210 pounds, he's more 5'11". I think they're a little generous with the six foot. I mean, he's, he's just awesome. He's a run-after-the-test type guy. He's not your prototypical guy. He's not going to go up and get jump balls, which I know everybody in the NFL likes to see those guys nowadays. But, I mean, you don't have to be the biggest receiver in the NFL to make a huge impact. We've seen it with, I mean, Odell's only like six foot, Antonio Brown's down there, T.Y. Hilton, plenty of receivers that can do that. And the thing I like about Moore so much is that weight on him. I mean, he runs like a running back in the backfield as a receiver. He makes everybody miss. He's strong. As, I mean, I've seen uh, – look at his highlights of him dragging defensive ends down the field with him. And he reminds me of Steve Smith Sr. a lot. That's oh, who I, my comp is compared to him. I mean, he ran a 4-4-2 at the 40 time, too. He's got the intangibles. He can jump. He has soft hands. He makes really good catches. I mean – and I think that there's a couple teams in this draft that I like for him right now. The two teams that had Steve Smith Sr., Carolina and the Ravens, both could use him very much. I mean, both those quarterbacks had success with them, Cam Newton and Joe Flacco. So putting DJ Moore in there, I think he's the most NFL-ready wide receiver in this draft. I think he can make an impact instantly. I think he's going to be the best one next year. Interesting. So not either of us are going with the projected Calvin top Ridley. two, Ridley or Sutton. Um, those are those seem to be thrown around as you know the potential top ones, and we're not going in that direction. I'm going with uh, the other DJ in this draft, and that's DJ Chark from LSU. I love this guy. Uh, a four three four at the combine. He's lightning fast. Um, he's got a vertical of forty inches. He is six foot three, two hundred pounds. Um, what I love about him is that I mean he had thirty six percent of his catches were twenty five plus yards. Uh, you know. 10 touchdowns on only 86 career touches. Um, he has a great double move. Um, he adds value on special teams. He returned punts for LSU. Um, he, Some receivers, um, when you're a little undersized, when you're working in the middle of the field, you, you run a little scared kind of just because, you know, you're getting yourself in danger of being, you know, blindsided by linebackers or safeties. He runs aggressive always no matter where he is. Um, and he's willing as a blocker. That's something I always care about with receivers in the draft is, in college, are you giving a shit when you're blocking? Because some guys just, you know, give one little push and don't try. I've seen time and time again that he, you know, has um, he has the desire to be, you know, a blocker in the game. I think he gets enjoyment out of putting, you know, pain, inflicting pain on defensive backs. 
Um, he he's my favorite. Um, I think that at best he's a round two wide receiver. I don't think he'll go in the first round. Um, but yeah, there are definitely some teams. I, I love him for my Colts. Um, we just lost uh, Dante Moncrief, who also was kind of a disappointment. We have two wide receivers that have played in the NFL right now, and that's uh, Chester Rogers and T.Y. Hilton. I think bringing Chark is kind of like that 50-50 ball kind of guy that we're missing with Dante Moncrief. Um, plus, we have three second-round picks, so if we wanted to take him at the end of the second round, I think that would be a great fit for the Colts. Um, other teams, like you said, if it's he's going to be one of those mid-round guys. Teams that need receivers right now, you know, maybe New England goes late second round. I don't think wide receivers their biggest need. Um, uh, let's see, what are some other teams what possibly? Would you, what did you say his height and weight was? He's six three, two hundred pounds. Okay, I was wondering. I mean, I, just for me, like personally, I I don't look at vertical takeable status of the receiver. I know that's what everybody looks at and everything. That's just not what I look for. The vertical, you don't. I mean, that's just not what I. I mean, like I know jump balls are a pretty cool thing to have and everything, but if a guy can get open on his own, yeah, that's like, true. That's the thing about. Well, that's it. why he's got the the four three four forty. That yeah. I really like. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm that's, saying. When that's, he's got speed, speed and he's got route running, and I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a small guy and I used to play wide receiver and I used to play right. football and everything. <laughs> I can beat you in other ways. I can, exactly. It doesn't have to be that way. And I think that I just, I just love my guy DJ Moore. I'm really high on this guy. What was his 40 time? DJ Moore? Yeah. 442. Yeah. That's pretty freaking good. Pretty and he's 210 pounds. Exactly. And six foot tall. That's low to the ground, and he, he's elusive. He's exactly. quick. He's very quick, and he can go up and get the ball over some people. That, it just reminds me, he looks like a clone of Steve Smith when I watch him playing and everything. That's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's funny that none of us, that neither of us went with, like, the top guys in yeah. this draft. And not, not insulting or No, yeah. I mean, Calvin Ridley, I, I do like Calvin. I think he I think he can be a very good receiver and everything, but, I mean, he's just not that big. Uh, and I just, I'm not 100% sold on him, yeah. I'll be honest. I like the stronger receivers, like, DJ Moore, who actually is 210 pounds. Once again, I can't keep putting that yeah, up. I just don't see. It. I just don't see it as much. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. That's you know, Carolina, Baltimore. Um, if the, whoever doesn't get Dez, I mean, Green Bay might want to use a mid-round pick on a wide receiver. Um, God, just thinking off the top of my head, I think that Cincinnati could use another wide receiver alongside I mean, AJ John Green. Ross last year. I don't believe in John that's Ross. Just, that's I be, don't think it's going to work about out. John Ross. That could be one of the biggest busts of all time. That was a top 10 pick. I think that even the – who's the other receiver? Uh, not Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis is going to be fine in Tennessee. Who's the third wide receiver from that first round? He was also in the top uh, 12. Are you talking about Williams? Oh, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, yeah Williams. Mike, Williams. Mike Williams. He also, what are we going to see out of him? I mean, he also Nobody was Nobody talked about the receivers. Uh, the first-round receivers, they all had pretty bad seasons. Even, you know, Corey yeah. Davis, he came alive in the AFC playoff about, game. Before the emergence of, like, Odell and, like, some other rookie receivers, they were receivers really up. didn't – that, that is one of those positions that they kind of take a year yeah. to start coming in customs. No, because the right. quarterback has to find comfortability and actually trust the receiver. Yeah, I it's mean, just hard when you see guys in the second round or after, D.D. Westbrook, Juju Smith-Schuster, they go out and have impacts right from the beginning, and you're like, well, those guys got taken outside of the top ten. Where's John Ross? Where's Mike Williams? Well, that's why drafts are so weird, man. I mean, you don't know who's actually going to be exactly. the greatest and who's not. I and mean, if we knew that, then everybody would draft. And perfect. if those two guys would turn, it, it, those guys could easily be great next year. I mean, John Ross has got top end speed, um, one of the fastest receiver, the fastest forty time, right? Yeah, fastest forty time ever. Yeah. So I mean, if he can get back for them, 
if Mike Williams can get healthy, um, his is more back issues. Where I think John Ross is in his legs. So John Ross had injuries in college. So yeah, exactly. And so did Odell. And you know, Odell, we consider you know one of the top three receivers in football. He's he been banged hurt. up. He was banged up in college, missed some time his rookie year. Um, so we, you know, we don't have to give up on those guys. I just think that there are certain teams that that should go wide receivers. And I agree, Moore's in my top four or five, I'd say. And DJ Chark is definitely by far my bold prediction. Wherever DJ Moore goes, he will be. The best rookie receiver next year. Best rookie receiver, DJ Moore. Best, best rookie receiver. So what if he goes to a team like the Jags, <laughs> and you got Blake Bortles throwing it to him? Still gonna be the best? I don't know. You have to get back to that. You know, yeah, I'm going. DJ Moore will be the best no matter what the surrounding. Interesting. Because he's great at screen With passes. Wago takes. See, I'm not ready to say that that DJ Chark on the Jags. I don't would think be. he's gonna be the best. I mean, like, I, I think he's gonna be good. I, I get what you're saying, but he could take some time to develop. When I watch DJ Moore's highlight you tape and everything, right from the bat, he's I think that he can make an impact right away. Yeah, That's what I think. It'll be cool to watch. Yes, sir. All right. I guess that wraps it up for this week. Yeah. Anything else to add, Blake? Uh, no, you know, just as always, you know, keep following us. Follow our work. Follow the uh, social media accounts. Send us an email. Um, yeah. Excited. Next week, have, a, you know, some more draft talk. A day before the draft will be a great podcast. Um, maybe we can have Kevin on for half a segment again. It's nice yeah. to have him back. So shout one more shout out for him coming on. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, anything for you? Uh, no, the Bucks suck, uh, and the Colts suck, and the Redskins suck. Yeah, all that's all I have to say. All of our teams really suck. So if you want to come and see the, the crying football fan segment, you can just come and watch us. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Yep, take care.